Thank you. It is truly an honor to be here this uh, morning. And uh, as uh, Matt had uh, introduced me as the Reverend Chaplain, so many names that uh, Matt gave me uh, are titles uh, to be added as a a community pastor uh, here at One Church. And I'm truly honored to be a part of the family and um, and to um, uh, preach uh, today's word. And um, I guess you can pretty much call me anything, but just don't call me late for dinner. So I would definitely uh, say that with all the many uh, titles and uh, roles that I uh, currently uh, do not uh, here, not only just uh, look forward to do, not only just here at One Church, but also uh, for uh, the city of Louisville. And so once again, I'm truly honored uh, to be a part of the family, to be a part of the team, and to really look at how we can serve uh, the community more and to add on uh, because, you know, we, we have a lot of people out here that needs a church home or they're needing that love. And here at One Church, we can definitely uh, offer that uh, to them. Um, so uh, we are in still in uh, encounter in this uh, new series that uh, Matt had uh, opened us up to uh, last week. Uh, where he had mentioned uh, about uh, the countering of, help me out, Matt, what did you talk about last week? <laughs> oh, it, restoring. Yeah, it, it was. It was definitely about restoring. And uh, so with today, I'm going to be talking about uh, God's timing. Uh, so if you don't mind to please uh, uh, pray with me, and we'll take it from here. Heavenly Father God, we, we thank you uh, for this day. God, I pray that your spirit indwells in amongst all of us, God, that your word uh, fills us up today. And God, in, uh, fill in me as well as I uh, teach your word, as I preach your word, uh, that it doesn't uh, fall uh, on someone empty or dry, that it fills them up and that it's wet and that it, uh, that it, it, it goes into fertile ground and it grows, God. God, I just pray uh, for today's um, service, God, and as we continue to increase, and uh, we just thank you, God, in all these things that we ask and pray in your divine name. Amen. Yes. So, yes. So, God's timing. Um, God's timing, and, and by today being Pentecost, uh, today is Pentecost uh, Sunday. And usually, uh, I know within the African-American tradition, uh, the black church, especially in the Pentecostal uh, uh, black church, that, you know, everybody would be, uh, you know, wearing the white suits or be all uh, white, uh, white out like it was a, a, a white uh, day party uh, type of event. But, um, but I just want to, as we talk about today being uh, Pentecost and how it relates into God's timing, I just want to give you all uh, just some, some time frame on how Pentecost uh, interends within God's timing. And we all know that uh, John Baptist uh, pro- uh, prophesied uh, way long ago, uh, I guess within Jesus' ministry, uh, of the first Pentecost, where he stated that, you know, that uh, as he baptized uh, Jesus and with, with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And then it when uh, Jesus uh, came, it uh, went into 
uh, where Jesus confirmed his prophecy with the promise of the Holy Spirit uh, to the disciples and how he showed himself to uh, the disciples and uh, to the people uh, after his death and on the cross and his resurrection, uh, giving and convincing proof that he was alive. And Jesus told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem for God's gift, which is the Holy Spirit, and which, uh, which brings us the, the Pentecost, and which we're going to uh, go into today's uh, timing. Uh, Mike, help me out with, uh, with the Pentecost there. Oh, they, go back. Did it, didn't it not show? It didn't show? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, this is all good. And uh, with that, Jesus told the disciples uh, to wait in Jerusalem for God's gift of the Holy Spirit from whom they would receive power to be his witnesses through all the earth. And uh, Matt opened us up uh, with that last week, and we're going to dive into that um, here in a little bit. But as you keep going within, within the time frame, uh, which is leading up to today within the, uh, the Pentecost, is that even after Jesus' ascension to heaven, the men returned to Jerusalem and joined together in prayer, or the disciples joined together in prayer in the upper room. And on that day of Pentecost, just as promised, the sound of a violent wind uh, that filled the house of tongues of fire that came into rest on each one of them where they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they were giving uh, the power of communication which uh, a lot of them, especially Peter, used to begin the ministry for which Jesus had. And so to kind of, uh, I guess, go back uh, to last week and uh, uh, in beginning of, of counter, of encounter in what uh, Matt was talking about, um, and that is more of the nationalistic side of things. You know, how, and as Matt displayed uh, last week with his beautiful map, of, of the regions and where, um, uh, where the uh, gospel uh, was beginning to be spread throughout uh, Jerusalem and throughout the rest of the nations. And with, with that, there was a sense of, of pride, a sense of belonging because the Jews, um, they were, um, I guess to, to bring back for themselves and bring back within the, the, uh, the Jewish, um, or not to say that to bring back, but to have more of a pride for themselves, uh, for who they were, but, uh, to be under the, the Roman oppression, and more of that uh, uh, nationalistic approach, and that, you know, being a nationalist is not necessarily a bad thing, but sometimes being a nationalist is a good thing, but it's all how we exercise our nationalistic um, of views, and especially when we are uh, spreading uh, the, the gospel. And not necessarily, I guess, within today's uh, culture, uh, especially here in America, uh, that a few years ago, that within this country, that certain individuals, certain people, uh, because they feel that since the world is diversifying, that they feel some way that they got to um, take over or to bring back or to quote-unquote uh, make America great again. But America, that it can still be great and that is, it is great based on the fact of the diversity of the melting pot that makes us uh, who we are. But as Matt was um, mentioning that last week, it reminded me of the Maccabean Revolt. Uh, I don't know if you all are ever uh, heard of that uh, 
another time frame or having heard about the, the history of the Maccabean Revolt. And uh, with that, it was uh, a war, um, or not necessarily a war, but uh, where the, uh, go to the next slide, please, where the, um, oops, it's a little fancy there, uh, where the Maccabean Revolt from 167 to 160 uh, BC was a Jewish uprising in Judea. And against the repression of the uh, Seleucid, of the Greek Empire, that the revolt was led by a country priest called uh, Matthias, and with his, uh, his family or with his sons and the military, uh, the military followers became known as the Maccabees. Uh, a successful Jerusalem was captured and the Temple of Jerusalem was reconstructed as an act uh, com uh, which is co uh, uh, commemorated today uh, in the Jewish uh, culture as the Hanukkah festival. So uh, with that, it was uh, when the Greeks or the Romans had came to Judea and took over um, uh, uh, the Judea and within that region that they um, was pretty much trying to get rid of the Jewish culture and that they had to uh, worship the gods uh, of, of the Greeks or the Seleucids. Um, but with that, the Maccabeans, as Matt was talking about, you know, uh, uh, being uh, prideful, or not prideful, but being in pride of who they were as Jews, uh, that they was like, no, we're not going to worship your gods. We're going to serve uh, uh, Yahweh. We're going to serve um, uh, the God uh, who our family, who we, who we, who we know. So uh, with that, that brings me to the point of, of the coming of Jesus. A lot of people don't realize that um, within this, uh, even after Malachi, because and that's one of the things that we get pretty much tripped up. I can't say necessarily tripped up, but we, it's a big gap from the Old Testament to the New Testament in regards of the, the coming of Jesus, and uh, which will uh, lead us in today's uh, sermon. Um, or passage. So, um, in the book of Acts, if you have your Bible or your mobile device or your phone or wherever that you use, um, we'll be reading from Acts 1 through, um, uh, through 7, or excuse me, 1 through uh, 6, chapters, uh, excuse me, Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. And I'll be reading from uh, the message uh, translation. It says, when they were together for the last time, they asked, Master, are you going to restore the kingdom uh, to Israel now? Is the time now? He told them, you don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all over Judea and Samaria, even to the ends of the world. And so with that, in the first, um, we can go back to um, verse 6, uh, which says, when, when, we, uh, when, we, when they were together, the disciples, for the last time they asked, Master, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? Is this the time? And we all know that timing is everything because they were, uh, after Jesus had um, uh, died and resurrected, they were going back to that 
that Maccabean revolt side of things to try to take uh, back the, the kingdom of, of Judea. And they had a sense of pride, but it wasn't in regards of military, um, uh, fight the power type of revolt. But as Jesus was saying, no, I'm bringing a new form of a revolt. And this is the kingdom of God. And that you're going to be uh, witnesses. And people are going to see uh, uh, through you uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, because I'm bringing the Holy Spirit, the one that... Um, that is, is coming, because with that, that, that they will know more about him, about Christ. And it kind of reminds, as Jesus was, uh, uh, as the disciples was asking Jesus, you know, is this, is it time yet? Reminds me of um, in chapter, John chapter 5, where the lame man in the, by the pool of Bethesda, where a man waited 38 years 13,780 days waiting for him to be healed. And every time as this man was waiting by the pool to be healed, um, as, as the, uh, the Bible says that the angels came and they stirred up uh, the, the, the water, and that miraculously, that if you got uh, by the pool, or if you got into the water, that you were going to be healed. And so as Jesus came to the man, Jesus asked him, do you want to be made whole? And here it was, this man that's been waiting for all these many years, for almost 40 years, he started to complain, stating that I have no one, I have no man to place me in to the water. And I can just imagine Jesus is standing there saying, man, do you want to be made whole? You've been in this condition for 38 years almost 40 years. I am the very thing. You don't have to wait for the water. I am the, 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 the thing that you need. I am the healing that you need. And so with that, Jesus tells the man to pick up your mat and walk. And so for a lot of us, when it comes to timing, are we waiting for other things to, to heal us? Whatever that those things are, those things that's keeping us slain just like as the man has been waiting for for 38 years, that Jesus is there saying, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be healed? Now is the time. But as we uh, uh, continue to go on in verse 7, he told them, you don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. What you will get is the Holy Spirit. And as the disciples was there waiting for Jesus to, to rule or to, uh, as I just mentioned earlier, to, uh, for the Jew, uh, for them to bring back uh, those uh, uh, Maccabean uh, revolt roots that they were re ready to, to take over, uh, I guess to uh, get, uh, give it back to the uh, Roman Empire. But Jesus goes into uh, verse uh, 8. It says, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, Jesus states, you will be able to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all over Judea and Samaria, even to the ends of the world. And it's just like, as I had just mentioned, the man at the pool of Bethesda. The Holy Spirit is with you. So one thing about uh, 
within that, within God's timing, the next. It's all about uh, God's timing. And that is, uh, I know, Matt, I know you just finished up uh, your, your Greek. Uh, I think you said you got one more Greek to go, to go through. And that is uh, two Greek words, and that is chronos and kairos. Chronos meaning referring to a specific amount of time, such as day or, or the hour. And kairos referring to an opportune time, a moment or a season, such as harvest time. And as we see that the disciples, they, they are, they, they're waiting for this time to happen. And, and that's the thing about God's timing, is being patient. It's being patient. I know certain things in, in my life that I eagerly wanted to, um, for God to move, especially in ministry. And but yet I, I struggled with it, but I had to realize that it wasn't upon my timing, but God's timing. And that we know that within God's timing, it all works out. I've been at this um, for a while within ministry. Uh, one of my good friends uh, who is here with me today and uh, some of the things that he saw me, uh, what I went through in, in being in certain churches and, and just, you know, for me to utilize my gifts to help out certain churches, I wrestled with. And, and I realized as I look back that it wasn't, among, it wasn't upon God's timing yet. But God had to prepare me to go through so many different trials in life that it prepared me to do the work or the service, not the work, but the service that I'm doing. And it's just like with the disciples. They had to be prepared. It was based on, even though they were looking at uh, uh, the, the chronos of the, of the specific amount of time or the day, or I should say the kairos, the opportune time, or the moment. And sometimes that's how we are in life, within ministry. God, I want it now. God, I want to be healed now. But sometimes God has to put us in a way in order for us to grow. And that's the hard part about timing, about God's timing is the patience. And I know that um, as I'm uh, thinking about patience or about timing is Job. It's like, God, why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to go through the suffering? What is it that I have to learn through this? And just like, you know, when God had opened up to Job, he said, well, if you know everything. And he gave all the list of things that, you know, of things that God only knew. He said, well, if you can do these things, if you know of these things, then tell me. And so with that, I'm also reminded also what Matt had uh, mentioned last week as well, and I'm paraphrasing Matt, when he says, if when we encounter the risen Christ, what is it that we need to get rid of in order to receive the Holy Spirit? And, re and within that, as we wait for whatever God's timing, whatever how he or God acts out, or God does God's uh, movement, I should say, within our lives, is that we have the comforter there with us, and that is the Holy Spirit.
But one church, these are some questions that I have to ask you all. As you wait, what is God telling you as you wait in time? Is it, I know a few uh, months ago, uh, during the church anniversary, Jamal uh, Jamel, uh, talked about uh, being in that liminal space. And in that liminal space, sometimes that can be very difficult. Because especially when you're at that pivot where you're getting close to wherever God is, is leading you, but you're not there yet. But these are some things to, as you're going through the process, a process of God's timing, what is God telling you? Are you still enough to listen to the small voice of God? And that voice doesn't necessarily have to be audible, but just to see the movement of God. Or as I would say that God uh, is playing chess in our lives. He's moving. The next question is, or the next uh, statement, you don't get to know the time. As Jesus was telling the disciples, they were so urgent. Is it time yet? Is it time yet? So you don't get to know the time. And last but not least, when the Holy Spirit arrives, will you be a witness for Christ? And that's what it all matters to. Will you be a witness? I believe that it was Brene Brown that states, and I'm paraphrasing her, pretty much the things that you went through in life will one day be the survival guide to someone else. And will those things that you've been through will Christ get the praise and the honor? Will God give the glory in that as you are waiting, as, as, you're, as you do um, get the Holy Spirit or when those things come uh, during t in that time? I'm reminded from the book of Esther where she says that, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. And it's okay to be in this time, regardless of where you're at. Just wait. Also, I'm reminded of an old uh, slave story. Uh, I believe it was in the Palomelo Dunes of St. John's Island, right outside of South Carolina, where there was a mother who had been working hard all day in picking cotton. And she had a little baby on her hip, her son, who was probably three or four years old. And as the heat was coming down, she, be she began to, to get um, uh, hot and, and uh, almost fainted. And so as she was somewhat kind of slowing down, she noticed that the slave drivers were going up through the fields as she was picking the cotton, and that she knew that she had to uh, keep up with product, uh, uh, productivity. And so she, she realized that she couldn't um, uh, slow down. But out in the cotton field, as there was an old preacher or uh, as the slaves called preacher, but the slave drivers and the master they called the old devil. 
And as the little boy was on the mother's hip, he looks at the, uh, uh, the little boy looks at the old preacher and says, is it time yet? He looks at the little boy and he says, Kulibar. And as he says, Kulibar, the mother, she's rejuvenated and she begins to fly. And as, the, uh, as she begins to fly, the old slave is going through each one of the fields. And as each of the slaves are picking cotton, he's saying, Kulibar, Kulibar, Kulibar. And people are beginning to fly. And the slave drivers and the slave master comes and they rush towards the old preacher. And he says, what did you do? What are you doing? He said, bring them back. He said, I can't bring them back. He said, because uh, the word is in them. So just imagine three-fifths of a person flying, the disinherited flying, people that are hurt are flying. We are, that are here today, that we are in a, a place and a time that we, maybe we're at that liminal space and we are there waiting, but the Holy Spirit is within us. And Kulibar, which is translated God, or the Holy Spirit, is in us and we're flying. I'm reminded of the words from Howard Thurman, where he says, at this strangest, uh, and this is the strangest of all paradoxes of the human adventure. We live inside all experiences, wherever those experiences are within our lives, but we are permitted to bear witness only to the outside, such as the riddle of life in the story of passing of our days. I'll leave you with this, one church as we wait within God's timing. Remember, we have the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, until we get to, that, to our destination, wherever that, that, uh, that destination is within our lives. Peace and blessings.